Hey, Albert. What's up? Do you have any good icebreaker comic book related questions for a mic check? Hmm. Oh, gosh. The one that I was proposing last time was we could just make it a regular segment or segment type thing, whatever, where we just kind of ask each other what we've been reading lately. Okay. And we just kind of go over it in brief. Yeah. So what's what's something that you've just started reading? Uh, the last comic I put down right before you came over here to record, I was reading uh, Marvel Star Wars trade paperback. I think it was volume 9, uh, issues 50 to 55, written by Kieran Gillen and drawn by uh, Salvador LaRocca. It's called Hope Dies. Okay. So far, it's been entertaining. I've been I've been enjoying Marvel's Star Wars comics uh, up to up until the last trade. I think it had been Jason Aaron who had been writing it, uh, and then Kieran Gillen is his successor. Uh, I'm not too big a fan of Salvador LaRocca's artwork. It's okay during scenes where he's just drawing spaceships and machinery, mm. but I think when he draws people, it's it's uh, they just look too too posed, too plasticky. Um, I mean, he's obviously using a lot of photo references for the likenesses, which is understandable. But I think I just prefer a more uh, freer style of drawing because um, sometimes even his faces and their expressions they just look like they're pasted on, and it just looks just it's not appealing to me. In terms of stories, they're they're just entertaining Star Wars stories. You know, I'm someone who's consumed a lot of Star Wars comics and expanded universe stuff, um, and I find these entertaining. Man, they hit the spot. That's, okay. So that's uh, the last comic I I read. Um, do you mind giving like just a brief description of what what's going on in that particular comic uh, at the so, moment? So this particular comic is takes place uh, in between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. So the rebels are just on the run. They're developing, uh, trying to amass an army to, to gather together and fight the Empire better. Um, and this particular story is about how Darth Vader basically uh, maneuvered the rebels into another trap. So they've, they've got... It's a trap! It's a trap, exactly. <laughs> and that was actually a line in the comic. <laughs> That's all Akbar will ever be known for. <laughs> Akbar is in the comic, but he didn't actually say that line. Okay, okay. Which might have been a missed opportunity, I guess. Uh, but, you know, I'm sure he'll say it at some point in the comics, eventually. It's his greatest hits. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's a very simple story. It's just yeah. Vader getting a... Uh, bunch of his ships and putting the rebels in a trap and now they're under assault. I think I'm about four-fifths or maybe five-sixths through with the, with the trade. Um, I'm pretty sure that the that Luke, Han, and Leia will survive. Uh, or they won't. I bet they will. Or they won't. I bet they will. Or they won't. <laughs> or they won't. Or they won't. They may all what die. What is the point? Of fiction, if we can't believe that our <laughs> heroes can die. 
I think that's one of the things about these Star Wars comics is, is that you you know that things are gonna end up in a certain way. So sometimes the the stakes, no matter how high they raise the stakes, it it feels a little cheapened because you know that they're gonna end in a certain way. And I, I don't I don't begrudge them for that because these are stories that number one, you're you're writing stories about Star Wars, so there's only so much you can do without messing things up. You know, it's yeah. Disney owns Marvel and Star Wars, but still, you could consider Star Wars sort of this licensed property, right? Where like the the co- comics may be in continuity with everything that they've established in the films, but they're not gonna do anything that's gonna negate any of the films. They're not gonna do anything that's gonna mess things up so much that future films can't make sense of exactly the continuity. And if they do, then it won't matter because then people are just going to adhere to the films and, and then these comics will be impotent. Yeah. And from, from the point of view of a continuity uh, addict, Yeah. I think ultimately what really matters is did you enjoy the comic? Absolutely. So to me, that's the important thing. Like, it doesn't matter whether it's canon or whether the continuity is rigidly adhered to. It's more about, did I enjoy the comic? I would say I'm enjoying these comics. They're they're just entertaining Star Wars comics. There's not necessarily anything uh, too insightful or, or mind-blowing about them. Mm. Even though, like I said, the stakes may be raised, but at the end of the day, you know that the main characters are still going to survive because they're going to... Like the story takes place in between two of the movies, yeah. So you're not yeah. gonna, you're not gonna have them See? die. It just it wouldn't make sense. Yeah. But even then, there's still entertainment to be found. There's there's thrills yeah. and yeah. and fun moments of daring do and heroism. I think it's it's a logic that you can apply to a lot of comics. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, um, even something like X Men when somebody dies. Yeah. You know, ultimately, the bottom line is, if it's a character that's beloved, you'll bring him back, just And even if it's a dollars. character that isn't beloved, that's true. there's a good chance yeah. somebody will still bring him back. Yeah, that's true. Although, I think when that happens, that, that, well, I don't know, I, I, I have two tracks of thought on this. One is... It might be a licensing thing where, you know, if you don't use a character, you lose your license. So In even, 98 years, he could fall into the public domain. Yeah, so for all we know, D-Man could become so popular someday that, you know, in 98 years, D-Man will be the, the it character. Yeah. You know, beating out Spider-Man and Superman yeah. <laughs> and Batman as, like, the number one character in the world. So they probably don't want to lose that license, so they, every... Every once in a while, they'll throw him a bone and put him in a story and be like, "See, we used him, yeah. so we're still we're still using him." The other a week or two ago, I did read a comic that had Demon in it. It was a Lockjaw miniseries. Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, that. I remember that uh, Lockjaw and the Pet Avengers was it? Or? It wasn't uh, the Pet Avengers. Yeah. It was just a Lockjaw solo story that where he ended up taking Demon for a ride through. I guess, I guess it was like a the multiverse. Okay. Um, to track down his long lost missing dog siblings. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was an entertaining romp. Yeah. Probably something you could give to a kid or something. Or... Yeah, I'd give it to a kid. Yeah. 
if I owned it. I borrowed it from the library. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't. Yeah. It would feel weird to steal from the library just to <laughs> give it to a kid. Don't do that, people. Yeah. Respect the library. Don't steal from the library. Like that's one of our pet projects here. It's when you borrow something from the library, don't trash it. Don't like get foodstuffs and water on it. Don't take it to the bathroom. Don't uh, don't pick your nose and hold the pages. Don't sneeze into the pages. How about you just not read it? Just just leave it in the library. Yeah. Me and Drew will read it. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want your dirty, grubby little meat hooks leaving grit and grime all over comics that we might borrow yeah. one day. Um, the second tra uh, track of logic that I was going to talk about was um, there's also a chance that there's a writer out there who has some love for a specific character. So, you know... Someone like Bendis or something could. This will be their chance to write a story, and they might have had unrequited love for <clears throat> D-Man, so they'll go, "Okay, I'm going to do a story that glorifies D-Man because it's going to be my only shot to do <laughs> the only good D-Man story that we're ever going to see, or something like that." You know, so yeah. so at that point, I could see someone bringing him back just to give him, you know, a final <laughs> uh, a moment of glory. I don't know if that Lockjaw comic was D-Man's greatest story ever, but it I, was a story with D-Man, yeah. which is probably rare in yeah, and of yeah, itself. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I still think the greatest D-Man story is probably that Pulse story. Yeah, that Bendis story where yeah. D-Man was a crazed hobo. <laughs> that was a pretty was memorable... Yeah, that yeah. was a memorable, heartbreaking story. Yeah. A fall from grace, man. This guy used to be... A reserve Avenger or something, right? Yeah. And then he ended up on the streets as a deranged hobo, <laughs> mentally yeah. unstable because he lived out there too long. Yeah. He was, uh, yeah, he was, uh, I, I don't know if he was a reserve Avenger, but, you know, he was, he was up there with the big boys. Well, you know, maybe not quite up there, but, you know, <laughs> he, he was in their vicinity. Yeah. And then. Yeah, like, there was news stories of him just going around, like, beating up people in the park or something like that, right? Yeah, he lost <laughs> his mind. Yeah, and then they find him, and he's just got these jewels, and he's like, it's the Infinity Gauntlet! <laughs> <laughs> were they even jewels, or were they just rocks? They might have been just rocks. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great story. It was, yeah. You guys gotta check out The Pulse by Brian Bendis. I forget who drew that arc, but that was some yeah. good stuff. So what about you, Albert? What was the last thing you read? Um, I just finished reading Dastardly and Muttley uh, literally five or ten minutes before this podcast started. Um, it's a book by Garth Ennis, and uh, the illustrator is Morissette. I, I don't really know this person. Morissette? Morissette. Morissette? M-A... Alanis Morissette? Um... Yeah, sure. Alanis Morissette's drawing comics now, people. Dude, she is multi-talented. That's, um, that's ironic. Do you feel it? <laughs> Can you feel it? <laughs> there was a large spike in the equalizer when you did that. <laughs> um, but um, it was a six-issue miniseries um, done by DC Comics, and it a comic based on an old Hanna-Barbera property, uh, something along the lines of Johnny Quest or Yogi Bear. It was one of the old cartoons from, I, I don't even know what year, but 
um, it was about a group of pilots, and there was a, one of their crew members was this laughing dog, and it's, it, the cartoon itself was just a bunch of jokes and hijinks, and it was, you know, just kid-friendly fun. Was that from the 60s or 70s? I, yeah, if I had to say, that sounds about right. Like the same era as, as uh, the Jetsons or Flintstones yeah, 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 or something? Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but the thing about the series is, uh, if you don't know Garth Ennis, he's not necessarily the guy that I would associate with a child-friendly kids <laughs> comic. He wrote something like Preacher, which is, it has moments of, disturbing imagery. <laughs> it's not for kids. It's not for kids. If you guys uh, are into TV shows, there's a Preacher TV series. Yeah, and The Boys is another Boys. series based yeah. on his work um, that's coming out. Yeah, he just does a lot of very uh, adult uh, adult-oriented books with a lot of uh, over-the-top violent and sexual humor. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not gonna... It's a lot of, uh, blasphemous and sacrilegious content thrown yeah, in for good measure, because that's, that's, that's just, like, one of his pet things that he returns to writing time and time again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, those things aside, uh, he has done some really excellent works, I, I have to admit. Um, you know, if you ever get a chance to read his Punisher, it's, it's a pretty compelling story about... A man's, one man's war on crime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, uh, the thing about this Dastardly and Muttley comic is you don't necessarily have to have any love for the original cartoon. You don't have to necessarily have any uh, background information on the series itself. All The story just starts out with a disaster in the Middle East in this country called Unlikely Stan. <laughs> <laughs> and um and there are these two pilots that are going to investigate but what ends up happening is uh this drone is flying around the country uh this drone ends up going AWOL and going across the country and it's just con continuously flying um and the the drone has Something there's something different about this drone, and it's releasing these energies that's basically altering the physics of their world and turning them, turning everything into cartoons. Yeah. So um, it's a story about these characters trying to solve or trying to save the world and uh, return it back to its um, normal state. But there, um, I was telling Drew earlier that. The first four issues or so, it's just kind of run-of-the-mill. I wouldn't even say it's run-of-the-mill. It's better than that. But um, it's a lot of jokes, and it's a lot of uh, building up to res resolving the mystery. But once you get to the actual end of the comic, it's uh, there's some sad bits there at the end. You know, there's he, I will say Garth Ennis has a way of taking ridiculous characters that you kind of laugh at, and then... Making you feel something? Yeah, he gives you... there. He, he gives them a sense of pathos. You know, like, uh... He'll... Uh, again, like, back to what we were talking about with D-Man earlier, it'll be something <laughs> where this guy is just a joke in every other aspect of his life, but in his... or in their final moments, or they'll 
have one moment of glory that almost makes up for all of the, I guess, meanness or snideness that Darth yeah. Vader puts on him, you know? Now I feel like D-Man is the superhero character Garth Ennis was born to run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he kind of reminds me of Sixpack from uh, his... Uh, yeah. What's his... What's Hitman. His, from Hitman or uh, Section, Section 8. Section 8. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, like uh, Sixpack is another example. There was this one comic uh, Garth Ennis did not too long ago uh, where... He, he had this team of misfits, and their leader was this guy called Sixpack, who was just a drunk, basically. He was a drunk mm-hmm. who had delusions of grandeur and believed himself to be a superhero. Yeah. Um, so, Garth Ennis does uh, this six-issue miniseries, and it turns out at... So, the first five issues is basically a deconstruction of each of the characters on this team, and... You know, the, he he doesn't take them very seriously. He's well, he's more or less <laughs> mocking them. Sorry, a bit of a fleck of spittle shot out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he so he's basically just making fun of all these characters. But in the very last issue of it, it turns out that uh, Six Pack is a drunkard who's passed out in an alley, and he's. His dreams are the thing that are keeping the the DC universe existing, <laughs> more or less. And so he's he's confronted with a choice. He can wake up and he can drag himself out of, out of the gutter and proceed to live a real life and get his life back together, or he can continue to be drunk so that the DC universe can continue <laughs> to exist. And from what I remember, the last page of it is it's just it shows him like we see him in in the winter, in the gutter, passed out in this alley, and he's made his choice. He's decided to save the DC Universe by taking the burden of its existence onto himself. Nice, man. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think you can make the argument that that last issue is one of those endings where, is that a real thing, or is that just, you know, his his drunk, drunk, addled mind trying to justify, like, his existence? Yeah. But I, I take it on face value, and... It's so. So you're saying that six pack holds the DC universe together, not Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll take that. So Doctor <laughs> Manhattan ain't got nothing on six pack. He ain't. Okay. I will take a drunken hobo over a character that they stole from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the mind of a genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you hear that, everybody? <laughs> Go sell all your Doomsday Clock <laughs> issues. Go buy. What was it? Section eight. Section eight. Uh. I forget what the that that first series was called, but it was uh yeah just section eight yeah just look it up. 